0: Hello, this is
1: your host, Paul Harvey at Life, Passion and Business. I realise I put this at the end of the programme most of the time. And I also realise I don't often listen to the end of podcasts. So I thought I'd tell you here before we get started. So the first thing is this podcast is not supported in any way. We have no sponsorship. So if you would like to support us, do check out the Buy Me A Coffee link on this podcast app. And you'll also find it at the website. Now, also, if you are interested in the five questions and would like to answer them yourself, do check out the resources tab at the website, because the five questions is available as a workbook and an ebook. If you want to know why that's important, check out the end of the podcast or go and check out the resources tab at the website. That's enough for me. Let's get on with the programme. It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place?
0: Okay. I think the one thing that I would like to share and that has been the most difficult and important thing for me, especially with that anxiety chisel, um, mm. is that we mm. need to stop finding our value as a human in things outside of us.
1: Given the current world focus on money in the global psyche, I thought it was a good time to revisit the ideas around money and mindset. We all have a money mindset. I've said this before on the show. I can remember my father trying to make his money that he was counting go further. It was all the money he had and he kept moving it from one envelope to the next. He was looking to see which household bill he could pay and which he could not. That image of there not being enough money stayed with me for many years and it still comes up from time to time. The show you're about to hear is from 2019 and with Laura Powner. Now, she's an accountant turned money mentor and she helps people get their heads straight around about their money. Not just in the sense of how to manage and count it, but how to receive more. This show was from the early days of the podcast and it's so interesting to hear how my voice has changed. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the conversation with Laura Powner. This week we're talking about money. Here's the thing for you to think about. What is your story around money? What are your feelings about money? You might have seen the meme or heard that joke some time ago, people spend a lot of time worrying about money, but money doesn't care what you think or feel about it. Okay, it's not that funny, but considering money does not exist as an entity, we put a considerable amount of energy and time into it. The story or relationship we have with our money starts young and it's a story that will shape our future. I still have an up and down relationship with money. I've never had a lot, but there's always been enough. That's not to say I did not worry about it. Even now, if I'm having a lousy cash flow month, I know the deadlines are coming and I get very uncomfortable, moody and to some extent quite depressed. So I know the relationship of money is significant for me. Like everybody, our money relationship starts when we're young. Mine comes from my family. And the predominant phrase when I was growing up was money does not grow on trees. Both my parents came from pretty impoverished beginnings. So it's no surprise that I hold a negative money story. I've looked to address it many times and I'm better than I was and not as good as I will become working on it. So I was even more delighted when I had the opportunity to meet Laura Pauner. Laura is a chartered accountant and a hypnotherapist. She has her feet grounded in the practical world of numbers and spreadsheets, but is equally at home teaching clients from all over the world, how to build self worth as a mind and money mentor. In reality, it is difficult to have money and build net worth if you do not think you are worth it. How many examples are there of people that get money and lose the lot? Laura has worked with thousands of businesses over the last 19 years and helped clients launch, grow, turn around and sell their businesses by focusing both on the money and on their mindset. She's known for her straight-talking approach. She always says what she means, which includes bad language, a hint of sarcasm, lots of humour and no jargon. In her words, she's a lover of all things woo, but balances this with a generous dose of muggle. She might be considered a bit unnerving for an accountant, but it was a cracking conversation and it went on well past the recording. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Laura Pauna. So thank you for taking the time out to be with me today. Today I'm with Laura Pawner and I am delighted to be with this lady. I saw her at a conference recently down in Brighton where she talked about money. The one subject that we all have a relationship with and some of it's good and some of it might not be so good. Anyway, today's story is all about money and Laura's journey with money. And um, well, I'll leave it to that. So tell me, Laura, how did you get to be the person you are? Working with money as you do.
0: So I began working with money uh, in a very professional sense, as a chartered accountant, almost 20 years ago.
1: Oh, but they're boring people, chartered accountants.:
0: Aren't they just? <laughs> <laughs> and after, after nearly 15 years of being with those boring people that's, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's where it began, So I would work with different businesses pretty much on a weekly basis. Um, and to begin with, my journey was very much about making sure the accounts were correct. You know, yeah. have they complied with all of the legislation that they have to comply with? And about three years into it, I thought, God, this is boring. But there is <laughs> sure. a freedom.
1: There's a freedom in the boredom, isn't there? Because by the fact the boredom gets done, there is a freedom in that. And I guess that's probably where you. It was were.
0: nice. It was you had. You know, there was a right answer or a wrong answer. Yes. Very crystal clear. It's got to be right or it's going to be wrong. And I have to make it right. So that was, that was nice. There was an, an, an end point of that work. But it was very dull when it was just focused on being correct. What excited me was, here are some numbers. Imagine if we could change them. That's what got me excited. Um, <clears throat> and what made me a little bit unusual, I think, as an accountant. <laughs> because we're always looking backwards as accountants. We're always doing last year. Um, And I was more excited by, well, that's great. We've sorted that, but where are you at now? And where are you going? And those are questions that most people didn't answer or have an answer to or didn't really ask themselves. So that was um, fun. So I got into that. And then um, my big dream at that time was to be a partner in a firm. I wanted an office in the corner and to be one of the big dogs. So that was my uh, goal. And then um, I got kind of got that in the sense that they put me on a fast track to partner program. So I was like, yes, all of my dreams are coming true. And then kind of had an epiphany of, oh, God, is this my dream or is this what I should have been doing? Is this what I thought I should do? And the reality was do you know what, I don't want to be a partner in an office and I don't want to spend another 30 years doing sets of accounts from a year it is, ago.
1: It is interesting because you can see it happening. It's like, yeah, you come in, you can see, I, I've seen a lot of accountancy firms in my in my various years of business and you yeah. see the young people come into the accountancy firm who are bright young things looking great in their suits and then you see them become partners and the, and the clothing gets more and more and more subdued as they become these official people <laughs> who dress in the right way and wear the right clothes so as not to ruffle any feathers
0: and have no sparkle. (laughs) And it was just like, I I don't want to do that. I don't (laughs) want to do that. Um, so I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? Um, and at the time I had a a portfolio, big, big portfolio of clients. i would started in a new firm. So they basically gave me the dross, It was like, everybody give us things out of your portfolio that you don't want, and we'll give it to the new woman that's coming in. So it was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) what have I done here? Anyway, there was one particular client who everybody loathed. Nobody wanted to work on it. And it was there, obviously, at the top of my portfolio. And I was like, can't be that bad. Um, Anyway, he, he came to the office and he was having a meeting with the partner. I'd never met him. And the partner called and said, can you come down? And I used to hate working for this partner. He was brilliant, brilliant at what he did, but I'm a planner and I like to know the answers in advance. I don't like being on the spot or I didn't, I don't mind it now. I didn't like it then. So to go into a meeting was always scary for me because I didn't know what I was going to get asked. I didn't know anything about him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I walked in and this guy had clearly been crying. I noticed that, that he'd been crying and that he had a pink pen. And I thought, wow, (laughs) you're not like a normal client. This is interesting. And, um, his numbers were in rapid decline and the bank were going to pull the uh, bank loans and the facilities that they'd given to him if he didn't fix the situation mm-hmm. and he was going to lose his home. So I was like, oof, this is tough. And the partner said to me, can you help him with that? And I thought, well, I don't know. How, how the hell would I know? Cause I've never done that. But my default in that time was to say, yes, yes, yes. Of course <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll help you with this. Um, and so um, I started looking at him and his numbers and what we could possibly do to make the situation better. And I loved it, absolutely loved it, and thought I don't ever want to work in a firm again of accountants. I want to go and do this in the field, in real businesses where it actually matters. Did I'm you, turn,
1: did you turn his project round for him?
0: I did turn his project round. Yes.
1: Wow. <laughs> were, you, were you the star I, of the company? Were you the star of the company at that point?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I was, and I don't think half of the company knew how bad it was you know, there were days when I didn't know that they'd get paid. It was, will I make this money today? Um, And they never knew and they never were burdened with it. And it always worked out okay. But yeah, three years later, I I turned that show around and sold it for lots of money. Um, And I kind of thought, great, I've done that, made loads of money. I've had two children. The first time I was back at work at 12 weeks, so I didn't get to experience my son's childhood. I hated that, regret that massively and thought I will not make that mistake again. I've just had my daughter. She's eight weeks old. I've just sold this business. Everybody's happy. I am not responsible anymore for that. I'm going to stay at home and be a mom. That's what I'm going to do because I'm so annoyed that I didn't do it the first time. Mm-hmm. And about eight weeks into that journey I thought, Ooh, <laughs> I think I need a bit of something else. This is, isn't going to be enough for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If you stay at home with children for a long period of time, your brain becomes fudge.
0: That's it. It was like the (laughs) biggest decision I had to make was what will we have for dinner? And it was like this isn't But this you, isn't
1: you go that. into their world because I've seen it happen. You go into and, and you 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 become part of that part of you becomes a child and it's like yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Were, you know. It's fantastic but <laughs> it, is, it is it is chocolate mousse and fudge.
0: <laughs> I know and like you know my deadlines were will we be back in time for the tumble? <laughs> I it's just like oh my god, this isn't this isn't enough for me. I'm not not it's not judgment of it, but for me it wasn't enough. So I thought, right, well, I need a business. What shall I do? Oh, what do I know accounting? I'll just do that then. So built an accounting practice um, that went great guns. That was fine. I retired my husband, as in, you know, he didn't go to work. And every now and again, I'd be like, Can, I've got too much on. Can you do a bit of this for me? Because he's also an accountant, very exciting family. Um, so he didn't go to work for a few years. And then I slowly started to realize that, wait a minute, <laughs> I left accounting to go BFD because accounting didn't float my boat enough yeah. and look what I've just built a business doing things that doesn't float my boat mm. um, I'm back in the same scenario um, and yeah and then personally went through a whole load of stuff around the same time I was living with anxiety and um, daily panic attacks and yet trying to maintain the exterior that everything was great and that you know I knew what I was doing um, so it was all a bit traumatic, and then slowly but surely i I realized that you know I was kind of i'd built a life of freedom financially, but it wasn't a life that I wanted to live mm. so <laughs> what what do you do with that um and I started working on mindset and um trying to get over these panic attacks, trying not to get swallowed by what was a big void i guess um it was it was tough and I did lots of work around that. And then I built, I still got an accounting practice. There are still clients that I love that I'll never leave. (laughs) They would kill me if I left them. But I don't actively put people in there anymore. And I focus on this mentoring side, which brings together, obviously, all the accounting stuff. But what I have spent the last, I don't know, almost 10 years on mindset, but intensely the last five, passing on what I've learned there, um, to help people change their relationship with money, not just, you know, the numbers on the outside, but fundamentally that deep, rooted belief of I'm not enough or it's, you know, I don't deserve it or it's too hard. Let's change that. And why? That's probably driven because the space that I was sitting in. Loads of money, but miserable.
1: Well, I don't understand this. I mean, I, 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 is money is such a fundamental part of our society. Mm. And we don't teach what you're talking about. Mm, We do. What what we teach people is to be frightened of money. Yeah. We do. And I I know, I recognize you're talking to me about this and I'm feeling it in my body. I notice how uncomfortable I feel around money. It's really Mm. interesting how I notice it in myself.
0: And it's, you know, it's the one, it's a one common thing that everyone can use to measure their value. Oh, I don't have as much as you, so I'm not as good as you. Or it's like an external measure that people use to measure their Self worth, and we've got it all wrong. <laughs> that's not what it is. No, money gives you freedom. That's it.
1: So, are you? Where is the passion for you in all of this now? because that, that's we're life passion and business. Now, clearly, your life was working very much in the money side of it, but it sounds like it was devoid of passion.
0: It was, yeah, it was. And I think what motivates what I, what I do what I do now because I have created freedom. Yeah. I don't want other people to struggle like I did because I did feel alone and I did feel ashamed and I didn't know where to go. <clears throat> I don't ever want anyone to feel that way and I can't change the world, <laughs> but I can do it one person at a time, make a contribution to it. So I use my money skills to help people build self-worth and net worth. my passion comes from watching them go from fear from that rigidity in their body when i'm talking about it that moving away from me across the table that god just don't talk to me zone to actually being excited to talk about it to understanding that what the numbers say doesn't change who they are as a person or their value or their contribution to life and to building a life that they love that's what i'm passionate about
1: that's fantastic yeah. And how do you do that? What does that look like to you at the moment?
0: Um. So basically, I mean, they're all fancy dancy terms. What do I do? People come along who either have a difficult situation financially or who are all right financially, but struggling a little bit emotionally. They're just a bit, you know, it's just a bit empty. They don't know what they're trying to do with their life and their money but business, but they really know what their goals are. So what do I do? I go and help them look at what limiting beliefs they've got around it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, not just money, but their business in general, let's find your limiting beliefs. Let's remove those. And to do that, I use hypnosis because that's something that I've learned to do. Um, so I use hypnosis to help them with that. And then I help them get clear on the money story that they're trying to create. I think like I almost did, we fall into this, what, what does society say we should be doing? So for me, it was, I'm going to you know, qualify as an accountant. I'm going to become a partner, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have children. I'm going to tick off these things that I thought I should be doing because I never sat down and thought about what I actually wanted to create.
1: You've just talked about the success model. You just led me straight into my next question about what your success model is. Because that's the success model. We were told this is how you'd be successful. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's not. And you know, so I try and open up this freedom to people that one, we can remove all your limiting beliefs, all of your blocks. You can write the story that you want to live. And then I can help you change your behavior financially to make it possible for you to do the things that you want, to have the things that you want to be the person that you want via money. How do you help people find
1: that thing they want? Because I think what I recognise, I recognise it in myself. I recognise it in people I meet. It's like when you say to someone, what do you want? Yeah. They haven't a sudden clue.
0: (laughs) Yes, they haven't. But they also have never sat and listened. Okay. They've They've often never asked a question. They've never sat and listened to the answers that they have. You know, we... My default answer to a lot of questions used to be, I don't know, but the reality is if I just give it some consideration, I do have an answer. I do have a belief for myself and it's giving people space and asking them the right questions and those questions can be different for everybody. It's not just blanket questions to let them see inside what motivates them, what they're looking for, because we do know the answers when we make space to listen. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perhaps I need to make a bit more space. I mean, I set life, passion, and business up because I didn't know what life was about. That's why I set it up.
0: But it could be about anything. There isn't a right answer.
1: Well, I have discovered that since setting it up. But I, I set it up purely and simply to start asking other people. Well, how do you do life? What's it, well, you know? How does it work for you? Because mm. I didn't actually have an answer to how it worked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and and uh, yeah, I've, I've, yes, it has been an interesting journey. I mean, you're number fifty-four of the conversations <laughs> that I've had.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> that is a lot of chats. It's a lot of chats, and it's been a really interesting journey. And mm. there is a there is a, uh, a a very similar thread that runs through it all. I mean, I, and you've probably said a lot of it, and there are people with slightly different nuances to it. Mm. but a a common thread is listening it is actually defining what you want and actually taking the time out to get it
0: Mm. it's important and I don't I think as a society what what we're being not not led down because it's not the right word but we're just numb most people are numb
1: well, we are led in the way because the media is invested in, you know, in perpetuating the process mm-hmm. of which keeps the thing rolling. Like we're all invested in keeping the shit show rolling. Mm. Uh, and he don't seem to be invested in putting it right for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the bollocks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, whatever you call it, Brexit, Trump, everything you call, <laughs> every you look at it, you think, okay, well, no, it's just more bollocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just
0: more perpetuating the system. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, a big part for me was getting out of the system. Mm. You know, I I don't watch the news and people, you know, I I remember my dad saying to me, don't, don't be so ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, do you know what? Call it what you want. Watching shit like that affects me. I want to be free to think my own stuff. So I don't really watch. I'm aware of what's going on. You know, I speak to other humans, but I don't i used to watch it every day you know i'd watch it in the morning i'd watch it at tea time don't do that anymore
1: it's an addiction in a way that is, it's yeah, it but is it keep, yeah it keeps you locked into the system it keeps you locked. do what's the normal do yeah. what's
0: right mm. for who i've so, broken out of the system
1: so success for you what is success for you what do you how do you define success i think you've already said it but let's actually ask the question directly
0: so success to me originally would have been partnership and money and all the rest. Of
1: it. I know. Yeah. I, know it's not, I appreciate now, it's not,
0: Yeah. For now. me now it's freedom.
1: Yeah.
0: Not yeah. just for me, but I am particularly motivated in freedom for my children. Yes. So my kids don't go to school. <clears throat> They're not uneducated. They just don't go to school and they don't do it. Like all the other children, Monday to Friday, nine to three 30. They don't have that life. um, An an example of it this week, my sister, sister daughter said, she's six, I'm going to start my own business like you do. And I said, all right, okay, what are you going to do? She said, well, I've been thinking about it and I want to build houses, but haven't learned how to do that yet. She said, so I'm really good at painting nails. I'm going to have a nail painting business. I'm like, okay. Um, So I'd like to put it on Facebook, tell everyone I've got my list here and we'll make appointments and I'm going to charge this price. At six, I would never have considered that was an option because I was going to school and I was doing the work that they gave me and I was, you know, going from one place to another. As I was told, my that to me was yes
1: and how's that she doing me- how's she doing <laughs>
0: she's doing all right i think she should put her prices up but she's happy and she's doing all right and she's very good at it and it gives us something it motivates her and it excites her and that's what i want i wanted my kids to be free not not um spoil not think that everything is given i don't want to give it to them yeah. i want them to understand you have to work for it but <laughs> i want them to understand that there are no limits to what they want so what's
1: the future education wise of them is there a future for it
0: um i don't know they're nine and six so at the moment it's home education i um have a tutor that comes they do get one-to-one tuition um lots of people who homeschool do unschooling my kids prefer a little bit more rigidity to it but they get to direct what they're learning about,
1: mm. if that makes
0: sense. So they're yes. kind of following along with the curriculum, but in a way that th- into to things that they're passionate about. So, you know, Chloe wanted to learn about squid and stuff. So she manages to get maths into squid stuff. She manages to do writing around squid. She manages to do all of the things around squid because it excites Chloe at the moment. So they yeah. have an education that's really defined to them. How that will change, I don't know. Will they be do doing all of the standard GCSEs and stuff if they still exist, then yes, they will. But will they need to go to school to do it? No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. There's,
1: there's a, a, a great video doing the, the the circuit a few years ago uh, about a guy who hacked his education. I mean, his parents were obviously in the, in the, in the loop on that one and yes. obviously quite well connected. And he was into snowboarding and that sort of stuff. So he did his education around snowboarding and he got to work for snowboarding companies and... So that's what they did. They just took him yeah. and, and, and basically got him in places doing stuff around snowboarding and things. I don't think he's a competitor now.
0: So. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I just an want athlete. people to know that you can, <clears throat> you can have that. <laughs> it's not for the special... Few. I'm not special. Anyone can do it. Mm. But you have to make a choice. You have to make mm. a choice to do it. So it's freedom. My, success for me is freedom. Freedom to do what I want. Freedom for my children to do what they want and to give my clients freedom to do what they want and that's the one common word I keep saying but it's freedom It's
1: well, very refreshing very refreshing <laughs> thank you so <laughs> yes, that's what
0: we
1: do. so if I was to open so the, the, we got to the point here where I asked this question and it's the it's the one question which is the most difficult question of all it's what is it that I haven't asked you that I should have done
0: oh my god I don't know.
1: But it's the one thing that lets you say what you think needs to be said. So you don't, I don't put the phone down. You say to me, I wish I'd said this.
0: Okay. I think the one thing that I would like to share and that has been the most difficult and important thing for me especially with that anxiety shizzle, um, mm. is that we need to stop finding our value as a human in things outside of us, in, in money, in where we live, in who we have in our life. Our value already exists. It's already priceless. It's already there. We don't have to prove it by something external to us. Mm. And if we could just accept that we already have a value, I think that would be a big shift for people.
1: It would be an amazing shift for people actually. And there are a few people that have very low self-value. And I have some friend I have a friend who's really suffering at the moment with with bipolar. Mm. And she just cannot get out of the hole at the moment. Mm. And it's about value. it is so
0: hard. It is so hard. And I wish I had like one answer.
1: No, there is no one answer. And I've I've met her and I said, you know, I I said, I I can't pull you out of this hole. You have to pull yourself out of it. But I know the light is there for you. And all I can say is come towards the light. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Move towards the light.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it. And that's, it's funny you should say that because a tagline that I use all, (coughs) all the time is be the light be the light. Yes. That's
1: what I yes. You do. And that's oh. what I
0: mean. <laughs> be the light. And that's, that is what I would say.
1: So if people want to connect with you and be the light with you or learn to be the light from you, how would they go about doing that?
0: Um, my favorite place to hang out is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got business page, Laura Pounder, mind and money mentor, or just connect with me personally. And I've got Facebook group. We can hang out in where I, it's the only place that I go live at the moment. I don't do it on my wall. I just do it in my group Let's hmm. share whatever stuff is going on for me. I didn't know
1: you had a group. I'm going to try and join it.
0: You can join it. <laughs> <Come on in. laughs> just, if you don't like swear words, you don't want to be in it. No, no, I
1: know that's fine. That's fine. We, we have mutual friends that will swear a lot, so we, I, I, we yeah, know. I can't
0: help it. <laughs> 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 Comes out by itself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I try to keep it clean on the podcast a bit. Yeah, I'm trying. Otherwise, I'm really otherwise, trying. otherwise, Apple does nasty things to you. He puts swear words <laughs> in podcasts. So I try to keep it clean on here. But that's fine. So, Laura, here is the final question, which is the one that everyone has their own answer for. And we have to determine the answer ourselves. So, you know, we're born to this planet as animals, like every other animal. But only humans consider there is greater value to their
0: lives or to who they are and why they're here.
1: So for you... What is the meaning and purpose of life?
0: I think, and this sounds so um, Clinton cards and other cards are available. <laughs> it's to try and leave the world a little bit better than you found it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a
0: nice one. And try and make a difference to people. You know, I, like I said, wouldn't it be amazing if I could help everyone? Yeah. But I can't. So maybe I could just help somebody that I meet today.
1: Does it have meaning to you, life?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, it has meaning. Um, I'm trying to, it's funny because I put this, I put on, I shared on Facebook that I was coming on this podcast today and that you would ask me this question. And I asked other people what their meaning of life was. Um, And somebody put something about making impression and expression. I think, you know, I've come here to learn. I think we limit ourselves, you know, this, I'm going to go a bit woo-woo now.
1: No, no, please do. Please do.
0: We're humans. Mm. I think, yeah, we're having a human experience, but I think we're beyond that. I think when I, when I die, I don't disappear. I don't just finish. I think my spirit will be somewhere else. I don't think I will ever go anywhere. I think I'm just having a human experience at the moment. And it's to find out what that, what does that look like? You know, what can you do with that? What can you achieve as a human? And I don't mean in success levels. I mean, you know where can you push the boundaries Mm. that kind of thing so it's a bit i'm going a bit woo but yeah yes there's meaning to life to me yes it's to leave it more valuable than when i got here if i can um it's to help other people out every day and to be the best version of me that i can
1: that's a nice place to End that bit. That's perfect. That's a nice way to end it.
0: So, <laughs> Laura Powler, thank
1: you so much for your time today. It has been a real pleasure to um, to thank talk to you, for you. For and it's me. been so unique to do it on Zooms. So I'm glad to see you as well. Because <laughs> most of my most of my times, I do things on, on video on audio service only. So, it's been a real joy. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
1: And that was Life, Passion and Business with Paul Harvey and my guest, Laura Powner. Well, it actually, it was a show, a rerun show from 2019. And so the links mentioned are a little out of date. Laura's current focus is the Get Real Experience. And you can find out more about that at laurapowner.com. And as she said on the show, her preferences for social channels are Facebook and Instagram. That has not changed. And all those links will be available at the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. Hopefully you have been following this podcast for a while and have explored the five questions for yourself. But if not, what's stopping you? You know, after hundreds of interviews, I can say with a hand on my heart that having answers to the questions about our passion, a picture of success, an awareness of contribution, thoughts around the one question and the sense of what it all means, that is the path to a good life. Now look, You don't need me to tell you that our world is changing faster than at any other time. Certainly any time that I can remember. And we must be sure to know who we are. And what we want out of this journey. Because we will not get it unless we choose it. So please give it some thought. Because... You know, your future depends on it. And if you'd like some help with that process, do check out the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com where you will find the five questions, ebook and worksheets. Now, this stuff is packed with exercises to help you on the journey towards self-discovery. And it's at the amazing price of just $12.99. So do check that out at the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com. Now finally, has this podcast been useful to you? If so, please consider giving us a five-star review on the app of your choosing and of course sharing it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. And that's it from me until Sunday. As always, thank you so much for being here with me on this journey. I so appreciate your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.